0: Hey guys, what's going on? This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. Welcome to the official GAR Capital podcast. It's Friday. You know what time it is, a weekly podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the Anchor app. Uh, thank you so much again for joining us this and every week. We do this every Friday right around 4 to 5 p.m. We recap the markets, answer your questions, talk about what's to come, politics, economics, markets, investing, the whole shebang. We do it all. And of course, I'm uh, hosting with you every single week. Thank you guys again for your support. And of course, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which this will be on YouTube as well, at GAR Capital on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're pushing to get more subscribers. Of course, it's free. Please do so. Really would really would appreciate it so we can get you some more cool stuff as we go along. So what a week we had, right? Let's go ahead and talk about it. So uh, markets did jump this week, right? Uh, they actually got that break finally, it took a little bit. So I'm gonna go ahead, if you are on uh, YouTube, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up CNN Money. Actually, let me go bring up Google. This gives us a nice way to look at the market in general. So CNN Money, and I always go put the uh, the Dow Jones. So I go ahead and type it in, and I go to the Dow Jones Index. If you're watching on YouTube, you can follow with me. So the Dow Jones this week gained about 1.5%. Again, I talked about the Dow Jones before, it's more of a broad-based index. I like more of the s and p that's how I trade uh, and how our team trades so again uh up one point four nine percent for the week uh up still about fifteen percent we year to date for the Dow Jones again nowhere near a recession nothing has changed in recent in that sense uh no need to panic again this is what we had so uh Monday was a short we were at a short week due to the Labor day weekend Tuesday we did gap down uh due to the weekend on Sunday and Monday, uh, I guess trade tensions with China—same song, same dance. We know the drill. We fell 285 points on Tuesday. We bounced up nicely on Wednesday, 237 points—kind of a relief rally. And then Thursday, in Wednesday overnight, Thursday we had the talk of the Chinese. We're talking about phone call deal was a uh, time to meet in October. First of was September. Now it's October, and that's where we are. So again. Big, big gap up on the Dow. And you can see the same thing on the S&P. Again, if you're following on YouTube, you can watch this with me. And you could see uh, the S&P again, which is more broad-based. You can see up about 1.79% since they're not as weighted like the Dow with their only 30 companies. 1.79% week, five-day change. Uh, What a difference in five days. Uh, Four green days, one red day. The S&P is up about 19% year to date. 29.78 is where we close on the S and P. So again, a lot of things did happen again. um, Let's go ahead and talk about it. I mean, for the most part, stocks did bounce back. We talked about that and um, I mean, it's all trade deal. I mean, you kind of have two, two headed monster here with the market. What, what is, what's happening here? You know, it's kind of left hand, right hand. So what we're seeing here is that the fed is reacting to the trade war. And I guess Trump is reacting to the fed. So it's almost kind of like a Machiavellian approach that he's willing to cut his nose despite his face in a sense, that I'll go ahead and push the trade war so I can get my, I can get interest rates lowered Because he hasn't been private in saying that he thinks we should get another 100 basis points to the downside. I know we've talked about this constantly, guys, but this is what's happening. Again, it's trade war related. Everything is trade war related going forward. So again, are we getting closer to a deal? I I don't know. I think we've been around this circle now for about 18 months and nothing has really changed. I mean, we just ride the wave. That's all you can do. I thought that honestly, we were gonna fall back a little more. I thought that 29.47 level would be rejected. We broke through that. Now we're at 29.83 on ES, which is E-mini futures. And again, we just have to ride it up to 3,000 to 3,100 maybe. And 3,100 could be a good place to short. If you own stocks, you're happy that you're recovering from those big, big, uh, I guess, reversal downtrend. I mean, we got as low as 28.10 uh, back in August. And if I bring up here a four hour chart on MES, you could see that we got as down as a 27.97. So again, uh, the lowest we've gotten was June 27, 33, and we've had about a 233.33 handle move on ES. So again, could have that have been the bottom? I don't know if we have a bottom in yet. Uh, I think Gaia Damian Fast said it best that if we top out around 30 to 35 on VIX, then you could see a bottom. We're not in that fear index. Again, we were heavily very, very bearish heading into September. Uh, because of August was still very choppy. We had a, we're a quadruple top and then we finally broke out and we're now at 2983. Uh, next level on my uh, Fibonacci level here uh, on MES, which is Micro E-mini Futures is 3005. I think we can get there. The thing is that we don't have a catalyst for the next two weeks. The next catalyst is the Fed meeting. We just had NFP, NFP missed. So again, we're still growing jobs. Job, uh, unemployment is still pretty, pretty great, but again, uh, not, not exactly a blockbuster number. But still, that's where we are. I mean, we're still the best house in a bad neighborhood globally. And you know, go, PMIs are going down. That's uh, uh, manufacturing indexes um, for worldwide. I mean, we're in a manufacturing recession. We had an actual um, an actual contraction in a uh, I, I think is with the PMIs uh, manufacturing PMIs uh, just a week ago. So again, again, consumer runs this market. We talked about it. Uh, retail is still doing strong. Look at Costco doing great. Lululemon did great. These are stocks that are that are doing solid. I mean, retail is still going strong. But again, the China trade deal is still on everyone's head. So uh, that's where we are. Again, European stocks up as well. I'm reading here on my iPad. Uh, again, <laughs> trade war is good for everybody. It lifts all boats here. Uh, looking across the board here again, uh, we just had a little bit of a kind of a weak fall in the S&P. Uh, at the end of the day, we were up triple digits in the Dow. But again, kind of a... Kind of a pullback in a sense we're up as much as 120 points uh big winners today uh you can see here uh i think it was H- home depot had some unusual options activity home depot soared today tgt retail at&t and verizon have been doing very solid we talked about it with yields going low are dividend play telecoms have been doing very solid i own both stocks roku has been absolutely on fire i own that as well uh costco we've traded that as well big big number uh, same store sales did very well. Lulu had very good same store sales, uh, marijuana stocks. Uh, I got a question asked about that as well. They were up. So again, you're starting to see a little bit of a risk on movement now. So again, everyone's seeing that everyone feels good. Remember guys, August was a, was a vacation month for most people. Very low volumes. Now we're back. Everyone's back in their trading desk. Um, no more, no more, uh, vacation back to school. Uh, I guess we had a short week, but again, keep in mind, this is the last day off for the market. Until Thanksgiving, which is, I believe, November 23rd. So again, you have about the next three months to really make it happen. And I think the next three months, guys, can make your year. Uh, third quarter and fourth quarter, again, historically, very, ba- uh, very volatile in the third quarter. So again, these sharp moves are a way to make some money if you're day trading. If you're investing, again, nice little pop. Maybe, again, if you see any kind of names that uh, you want to reload on. For example, I-, I bought some Malta. I went ahead and bought some Malta for our investment group, I, after a 23% fall, I want, I, this is a stock I've been wanting to buy. And then I, I like the retail space. I like the makeup where it's going. I bought that and I bought Louis Vuitton uh, Moet Hennessy and they own Sephora. I've been wanting to get into that space for a while. I thought Ulta was a little expensive, got in that pullback about 20%, fell back another 3%, 3% that's fine. But I wanted to get into stocks that I've been wanting to get into, but I thought the price was a little too high. So again, these are names, that, again, you have a checklist of names that you think if we get a fall, you want to go and add on Amazon a Google, you know, the big names that are expensive. you want to get into those names that maybe they're a lot of your price range or maybe just a little too much for you? Uh, maybe Apple is a little too expensive. Maybe Boeing is too expensive for you. Again, names that just seem to you uh, are Costco's at 300. Uh, you know, those kind of names are just like, oh, I don't want to put that much in. Uh, you would want to get into those names. Personally, maybe Nvidia is at 178. Maybe you want to get back down to 150. You know those kind of names. Netflix at 290 a share. Maybe you want to get down to 230. Save yourself 60 dollars a share. Start making a grocery list. I would say kind of like a Christmas list of names that where if you see stock markets drop that are based on broad base, not company specific. You want to go ahead and buy those. So again, I I would highly recommend you guys do that. Get a list of five stocks, just write them down. This is the prices I would like to buy. It's kind of like car shopping. Hey, I really like that car, but I'm gonna wait for the slow period so I can go ahead and make a deal. Same thing with stocks, guys. Investments should be the same today as they are 10 minutes from now. Your investment strategy should not change in 10 minutes because of a price change. They should stay the same. So again, if you buy it today, it should be viable next month. It should be viable next year, if it's an investment. If it's a trade, completely different story. It's all about price. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, definitely a hard holiday, short week, uh, U S equity market soared and squeezed higher to end green with NASDAQ leading small caps, still lagging. That's something I've been looking at, which is IWM, uh, Russell, 2000, Russell 2000 index, still kind of lagging. Uh, they did get out of correction territory, but it's still below the 200 day moving average. Uh, again, extra day for futures due to the volatility, volatility increase for futures. That's something that I trade personally with our team overnight as well. Again, it's very liquid. Uh, that's something that we'll be talking about on the next uh, video course for Udemy and our website. We're going to go into diving a little bit more into futures trading. we have got a lot of people asking me about that. So we'll get over, th- over that with, with you guys. Uh, and market implied odds of a U.S.-China trade deal has gone up to around 28% in September off the August lows of about 5%. So that's a good sign. Uh, cyclicals, again, have made a big comeback, but defenses also ended the week positive. So again, uh, uh, defensive stocks, again, we talked about staples, uh, utilities, real estate, uh, gold. Those have still gone pretty well. We'll talk about the commodities here in a bit, but they are still up about 1% for the week. But cyclicals, again, retail, automobiles, airlines, those kind of names that when things are going well, they're the ones that go up and they actually shot up like a bat out of hell, which is a good sign. Uh, treasury yields also go up. We talked about treasury yields. Very, very important. When yields go up, bonds go down in price. So again, people were selling bonds. They felt a little better with this China deal. If we get one, nothing has been done yet. Again, it's the same vicious cycle. They're going to say, hey, we're going to have a deal. We don't have a deal. More rhetoric. We'll have a phone call. They're they're great. And they didn't do a deal. So pick your time where the hell we are. All we can do is just react, guys. We don't know what's happening in that White House. So again, right now, everything looks great. I mean, we're really about 2% off all-time highs. Maybe 1% off all-time highs is that. So that's where we are. Uh, Treasury yields are going down. Uh, Treasury is are going up, which is what we needed. 30 year and about six basis points. Two, two years ended up about two and a half basis points uh, to the upside, even though we fell a little bit at the end of the day. Uh, the t- 30 year uh, yields maintained over 2%, but tumbled today at the end of the day session, which is fine. So the yields steepened for the three month and the 10 year, but then bounced back and it's it still inverted, the spread between the three month note and the 10 year bonds, but again, It's throwing the right approach. I mean, we could have, we may have hit a bottom on yields. So keep in mind guys, if we get a trade deal, yields are gonna go up. So again, if you wanna refinance your house right now, it'd run about three and a half percent for a 30 year fixed mortgage. I would highly recommend you do some, if you can afford it, if there's a house you really want. But again, uh, yields could bounce back. I mean, we've definitely almost got into oversold conditions, but keep that in mind. Uh, Dollar index has fallen for four straight days, now at two year lows. So again, you would think commodities would bounce with that. They have not. We're going to get into that soon. Uh, Cryptos ended the week probably higher. We did fall earlier today. We were up about 4% on Bitcoin, fell about 2% end of the day on futures. Uh, We flirted with that 11,000 level on Bitcoin futures. We're now at 10,420. Looks around 9,500 to 10,000 is that support level for Bitcoin. Again, we own Bitcoin. We want to own Bitcoin forever. I buy some every week no matter what. So I have dollar cost average. Uh, looks like we are getting a nice triangle coming in for Bitcoin. Um, if you want to take a look at it with me, guys, let's go ahead and do that. So I'm going to take up Active Trader and I'm going to go ahead and BTC. And this, if you're watching here on uh, on on um, excuse me on YouTube, you can see here I'm looking at. I'm going to go ahead and turn on my uh, marker and just go ahead and go to highlighter. And you can see that we're starting to get a little bit of a wedge coming on as the price compresses here on the four hour chart, we're either going to get a breakout or we're going to get a solid breakdown. Again, 8,194 would be a nice level for a support, but I think that we're going to get up to 12,000 here on uh, on Bitcoin, so keep an, an eye there. So I'm going to go ahead and race that and I'm going to turn back on my pointer for YouTube. So you can see that compression going on as we get tighter tighter in that range. Uh, gold and silver, uh, this is where we are. Let's go ahead and bring up a gold chart for our YouTube viewers. Again, just parabolic moves all the way. This is a four-hour chart. I'll go ahead and bring up a daily chart. And uh, just give me a second one this loads. So here you go, you can see just a parabolic move almost at the end of, of, of May, straight to the top. Again, this has all been risk-off movement. Way above the 50, way above the 100, way above the 200 average. We tapped 1566. Looks like we're getting straight to 1600 on futures. 1515 is level I would like to see 1500 hold on futures. I think we do. I think the lowest we'll get to is 1470, which is the 50 day moving average. Could be a great play to reload on some gold. If you've been wanting to add gold to your portfolio, guys, this may be the the time. Maybe put a limit order on $1,500 an ounce, and that'd be a good way to get in. Uh, If you do want to play gold, there's a couple of places you could do it. You could do APMEX at MEX. Com. you can get gold coins that's where i have coins and bars in my safe for gold that's the way to play or you can buy gld or you can buy barrett gold or gdx which is the gold miners i'll go over each chart with you on youtube as you're watching uh right now you can see on the daily same kind of moves in the futures parabolic straight to the top 146.82 fell about five bucks since the top and looks like 140.85 is the fib support level for gld could be a buy i would like long-term options here on gold and i'll tell you why we may get obviously i think we already baked in a 25 basis point cut from the fed in september that's in two weeks if they do the dollar weakens commodities go up cheaper money creates inflation so again how do you want to hedge on that kind of move gold bitcoin silver dividend stocks we talked about utilities real estate That's where we want to go. Let's look at uh, Barrett Gold. Again, I have some long term positions on Barrett Gold. Same thing. A little more uh, volatile here, but I still like it long term. Great volume. 2007 was the high on the daily. 1787. Looks like we want to tap 1757 on the 50-day moving average. Same exact deal. This is Rand Gold. They are a miner. If you want to go to GDX, this is the gold miners ETF. Again, same kind of parabolic move. A little more volatile. You see a 3% drop and we're right there at 2790 on the 50-day moving average. If you wanna play silver, which is outpace gold in gains, SLV is the way to go. Again, you see 3% drop and same move, except for May, uh, about end of May, beginning of June, you can see just that parabolic move from about 14 to 18, big, big gains. You're talking about it's up 26% in about a couple months. And, you know That's not sustainable, but I like it long-term. I own some silver personally. I don't own SLV, but I own SLV calls long-term. Take a look at them. Could be a play for you guys. So that's where we are um, in regards to gold and all that stuff. That's commodities. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions here on our YouTube channel. Uh, or excuse me, YouTube channel, our Instagram channel. So let's go ahead and answer. Uh, let's see. So i got some questions if I can bring it up here. analytic questions. Let's see. Okay, so Young Gray asks, what do you think on Iron Mountain? Ah, I forget. I, I like Iron Mountain, actually. Iron Mountain, if I can bring this up. I forget the ticker stock. Iron Mountain stock is IRM. Let's take a look at the chart together. So again, I'm going to ask these questions with the assumption of investments, not not just a trading. So again, 3305 on the daily. I think we're about to break out the 200-day moving average. I like this chart actually. It looks like we are in that little channel here, 3305. I would like to target maybe that gap fill about 35 to 37. What I like about Iron Mountain is the dividend. So let's take a look at the dividend together. Uh, go ahead and bring it up here. Uh, ch- ch- dividend yield is 7.39%. That's better than anything else you're going to get out there in regards to bonds. Gold doesn't even pay a dividend. Again, one of a really good one. That could be a play. I do like Iron Mountain. Take a look at that because if you want to get into cyclical plays, I mean to defensive, Iron Mountain could be it. So again, let's go ahead and write that down together. IRM. I've been watching that for a while too. 7.39% yield. Take a look at that. Now, if you really want to uh, take a look at their dividend, you'll go dividend history. Let's see if they have ever missed a dividend history. A dividend history on, oh, dividend.com should be a way to bring this up. Let's take a look at that together. Again, everyone on YouTube is looking at it. And you can see annualized payout about $2.44, paid quarterly payout ratio 115.3, dividend growth, nine years dividend growth since 2010. So they have been consistent with their dividend. So it looks like the dividend expiration date is September 13th. Could be a way to get in. I like it. Go ahead and invest in it. Yes, I will give you my my approval on that one. I think we get to 36 and then maybe hold to that level. 37 would be nice. But again, guys, this is a dividend stock. It's not a growth stock. So keep that in mind. Don't expect major returns. Uh, recession soon. Suckers rally. Inverted curve market also rallies. I start thinking. Recession soon. Again, I get this question every day. We are not in a recession period fear is driving this market right now but again we had a relief rally due to a trade war maybe possibly talking to each other china and the united states It's all it is massive short squeeze everyone was caught on the wrong side everyone was very bearish i had some futures contract that was bearish i quick flipped overnight went bullish made that money back and then some so again you got to be fluid guys got to be fluid i had some spy call spy puts this week went to hell what can you do happens um, inverted curve Yeah, but again, inverted curve lags. It's two years away. So would you want to bet that two years of recession comes? Sure, that's fine. Does that mean you're going to go crazy today? No, I just think that you should prepare yourself. Again, don't don't buy an umbrella when it's raining. You can buy an umbrella before it is, and I understand that. But don't walk around with an umbrella in your hands when it's sunny outside. That's the best analogy I can give you when it comes to recession. Uh, CGC calls. CGC actually had a really good move today. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a look at CGC together. Uh, maybe get some volume here going. Um, I'm seeing some call volume here on CGC, uh, maybe almost like a three to one put call to put ratio. Uh, September 6th is expired. Let's see if we have any kind of uh, unusual options activity for a longer period of time. Uh, the only one that seems pretty interesting here all the September 20th, the 30 calls. So let's take a look at CGC together. Maybe we could take a look at those 30 calls. Yeah, it looks like we're trying to get back a bottom here. Uh, let's go ahead and bring up an hourly chart. Maybe we get a breakout. Yeah, I could see that we're kind of fading now. I would say 2891 first in order to confirm this move. So I, I would say about another dollar upside, $2 maybe. Uh, no, about a dollar upside, dollar thirty, in order to get some calls here. I would like to break this, uh, this resistance here for CGC before we get into any 30 calls. Uh, you still get a dollar level, dollar away. Um, that's about another maybe 3% move to the upside. Could be nice, but again, this has been beaten down. I, I still like it long-term. Again, we got as high as 59.25 the daily last year. We're now almost half that, less than half that. So uh, again, it's a wild ride. If you don't like these kind of stocks, maybe you're not meant for, lo- for heavy, aggressive growth. Then you're sticking with dividends there. Uh, SLV, we talked about SLV. I still like it long-term. Is gold bull or bear? I still like gold bullish due to the central banks and what's going on. Is college a good place to learn how to trade and invest? How did you guys get to where you are? This is Greg. Uh, no, college will not help you know how to trade. College will not teach you anything about trading. They don't do that. They do even have classes on investing? Well, the teacher is finance. That's fine. The back-end stuff, the, the economics of it. But how do you learn how to trade? You got to do it on your own. I mean, we, do, we teach one-on-one, but there's also free stuff out there. There's Investopedia. We have a free ebook. There's others other resources out there. YouTube will help you. But again, it's kind of like reading a book on how to ride a bike. You still got to get on the bike. You still got to trade on your own i really recommend demo trading getting a system together learning 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 invest in your learning guys and thoughts on ford our last question ford again is cyclical i don't want to be in anything of automobiles especially with any tariffs with europe uh because uh donald trump the president is talking about doing tariffs with automobiles in europe and of course what is europe gonna do tariffs on the united states and, and ford is an american car maker. I'm not a fan. Stay away from automobiles. I don't care if it's GM. I don't care if it's Tesla. I don't care if it's Ford. I don't care if it's Ferrari. I don't want to be in automobiles. They're cyclical, meaning in a recession, they'll be the first dominoes to fall. Automobiles slow down when people freak out. So keep that in mind. So that's where we are for the week, guys. I mean, uh, trade war back, Trade war, uh, cools down, maybe. We don't know what we're going to get, but all I know is that we got to stick to our plan and sticking to it is what we do. So again, stay patient. Finally a full week back on it. In September, we got a whole way right till Thanksgiving. Let's rock it. Thank you so much for joining me again. This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. Any questions, GARCapitalFX.com is our website. Twitter, GAR Capital. Instagram, GAR Capital. YouTube channel, GAR Capital. Noticing a pattern, right? It's GAR Capital. Appreciate you guys. And uh, we'd love to have you on board again from join our single service for options and forex if you're interested in a one-on-one teaching. If you're interested And any assistance, please shoot us a DM or email, garcapital at gmail.com. Appreciate you as always, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you guys next week. This conference is no longer being recorded.